I went to school with Jack McComb and I've always been obsessed with them. They're funny and smart and a social worker and Zoe has been telling me for since I started Backyard Stories how much Jack wants to do a story but Jack's never told me themselves but I'm very very thrilled that they're here today. Thank you so much. In 1968, James Baldwin, absolute gay icon and slay author, published <laughs> Tell Me How Long the Train's Been Gone, a story of a retired actor reflecting on his life and how sharing his joys and tragedies with others brought him elation and understanding. In 2017, I read that book for the first time and stumbled across what became my favourite quote. And I quote. <laughs> Some moments, and they needn't be very long or seem very important, can make up for so much in life can redeem, can justify that pain, that bewilderment with which one lives. To take these moments and to share it with each other, we teach ourselves the price of human connection. Briefly, but transcendentally, we release each other from pain when we share our story. While I'm no James Baldwin yet, this <laughs> is what a story means to me. When we share our tragic tales with each other, we don't feel so weighed down by the sadness of our own experiences because in those moments of exchange, the teller and the listener can bond through that same universal feeling of pain and confusion, no matter how unique our experiences are. Long ago, when my dear friend Daisy was brutally dumped, <laughs> she said to me, you know I love you, but I fully can't wait for you to get heartbroken like this. We'll be even better friends. <laughs> Thanks, bitch. <laughs> and so tonight, inspired by Baldwin and Daisy, I hope to connect with you all through this universal experience of Trigger warning, love. <laughs> I hope to lighten the load we all feel when we remember falling in love, getting dumped, getting hell angry about it, but then realizing you're way better off without them, babe. <laughs> so to do so, I present to you all my first encounter of love through journal entries titled Love, Heartache, Anger, and Forgiveness, written in the very moments when I felt each of these feelings for the first time. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> love. I think, <laughs> I think I bought this journal because I wanted to understand my thoughts better as I entered what for me was a new frontier, a whole new world as they say, of love. I met you almost three months ago now and so much has happened in these three months that to even use time as a measurement doesn't really do justice for how much has happened for me. The past two weeks especially have broken all constructs as I've been transported through what feels like a whole other dimension, which is so insanely fucking terrifying but so, so exciting. Two weeks ago, I finally found out what it feels like to love and be loved, to have someone tell me they love me that wasn't my mum. <laughs> we stood across from each other, body touching body, holding each other in the shower that was no longer running. Sorry if this is getting a bit Fifty Shades, this is literally just how it happened. <laughs> we stood there, body touching body, no more water running, and we just held each other and looked at each other. You let out the cutest giggle and said, hey, I love you. Honestly, I think I felt what could only be described as overwhelming joy at that point, because all I could do was just laugh and finally reciprocate the exchange of the word love back to you. All of a sudden, you and I both started crying as we confessed our love for each other for the first time. I truly couldn't believe what was happening. I kept thinking, make sure you remember the lights, the smell of the soap, that mouldy bathroom ceiling, remember the rough feeling of the shower floor on my feet, anything to capture this moment forever. 
I needed to remember how you felt and the blissful jumps my heart wouldn't stop making. Before you told me you loved me, I wasn't sure anyone ever would tell me they loved me. I hadn't decided whether or not it was because I was made for it or perhaps I was only 21. <laughs> but I had resigned myself to sad but somewhat safe reality. Someone may never tell me that they love me. These moments happen to all my friends. They happen for good people and for bad people, but they just hadn't happened for me. But the moment you told me you loved me, none of that mattered anymore. I was no longer alone, no longer that lonely baby gay too scared to flirt or to date, no longer feeling like I wasn't good enough to be someone's love because I had you now. I finally got to have a person, a love, someone who was mine. That moment was sacred and all I could think about was not ever wanting to forget it. Heartache. <laughs> Two days after Ground Zero. Two days ago, you told me you didn't love me anymore, or not sure if you ever did at all. Part of me wishes, thank you. <laughs> Part of me wishes I could hate you for breaking my heart. I'm so exhausted by how much my heart hurts and how much my eyes keep weeping. Forever broken, constantly leaking like some shitty old tap in the laundry. I feel like there's nothing left inside me and I'm almost relieved by that exhaustion, but then all of a sudden I'm whacked with this wave of sadness and dread that the thought of never see you again, I'll never be held by you again, and I'll never touch your lips again. See, if I hated you, I wouldn't sit in my room or at the work bathroom contemplating how much I miss your smell, that I occasionally still smell on the clothes that I've decided no matter how weird it is, I'm not gonna wash them because I can't lose any more of you than I already have. If I hated you, I'd be able to openly ridicule and belittle this experience, and I'd be thankful that this relationship had finally ended. I'd be looking forward to new encounters. But every time I even try to look at the hinge or Tinder icons on my phone, every time I entertain the thought of replacing you, I feel how empty I am inside. I feel this growing absence, a black hole in my stomach that sucks all the happiness away from me. I feel like I'm cheating on you and betraying you even though you're the one that doesn't love me anymore. I need to stay here in this sadness just in case you decide to come back. I've got plans and I had dreams that I didn't even get to tell you all of them that I promise will be amazing. See, I wish I could hate you because the love I have for you that you said that you never apparently had for me is killing me. At first, I thought there were reminders of you everywhere in the world until I realised it's more that I just want to see you everywhere in my world. I stand at the traffic lights or I'll be at the supermarket and I remember your laugh or how your eyes looked at me and I'm done. There's something funnily cruel about how there doesn't need to be a trigger to think of you. You're just everywhere. For fuck's sake, why can't you just love me? I understand how dumb this sounds as a request, but please, <laughs> please, please, please just love me again. Anger. <laughs> Need to clear the throat with this one. 40 days after ground zero. <laughs> it's been a while since I've written to you, or at least in my journal. To be honest, I have some things to say. <laughs> so let me begin. Dear you, fuck you, you fucking fuck. How are you going though? Jokes, I don't give a fuck. How am I going though? Not that you care, but I'm actually doing so well. Like maybe not as well as, you'd like to, as I'd like to be, but guess you have to be pretty careful of certain people fucking you around. Do you realize what you've done? Like seriously, I want you to truly realize how much your cute little escapade into my emotions and my life has fucked me up. I'm sure you'd love me to burst out crying at this point, but guess what? All I want to do is just scream at you. I hope my response to your little check-in message yesterday plagues you with guilt. And I hope every day you are plagued with guilt because if I have to suffer as much as I've done, well then, sweetie, you have to suffer too. 
I don't see it as being petty. I like to think of it as a socialist response to feelings. We should all be dealt the same. And frankly, so far, this proverbial wealth gap in this Kappa relationship is bullshit. You should need a license to date. A test that determines whether you're fucking sane enough to become emotionally involved with somebody. While I may have been marked down for not enough head checks for hazards, you would have failed your fucking learner's permit. I see the shit that you've been putting out up, in, up on Instagram and I'm sure life is but a fucking dream for you right now. But for some of us who don't treat people like shit and take responsibility of ourselves, our empathy keeps us a little busier. Anywho, just wanted to let you know that I fucking hate you and I'm so happy I don't have anything to do with you anymore. How could I ever? And sorry, why did you have to bring up everything again in my life just so you could see if I was okay? Leave me the fuck alone. Yours truly, the one that got away, Jack. P.S. Fuck you. P.P.S. I stole your pair of jeans and I get compliments on literally every time I wear them. Forgiveness. 543 days after Grand Zero. <laughs> hey, you. It's been a while. 543 days to be precise. Don't ask me how I know that. But last night, I dreamt of you. Your face was blinded by a light and I couldn't make out your mouth or your eyes, but I knew it was you. It was like out of a serial killer film where the girl who was murdered is in a flashback dancing in a field behind the light of the sun and you can't see them, but it was you, not the girl. <laughs> you smelt the same and you laughed the same. That's how I knew. A long time ago, it felt like a failure every time I dreamt of you because I'd remember I still loved you. When friends would ask me if my heart was heavy still with thoughts of you, I got really good at making my mouth say something else. My eyes look elsewhere. But when I'd see you in my dreams, I couldn't lie anymore. In my dreams, I can't tell someone how proud I am of myself for getting through it or how you don't mean anything to me anymore. Last night, I dreamt of you and I remembered I still loved you, even just a bit. When I dreamt of you last night, I thought about how nice it would be to revisit the memories we had and the ones we didn't get to make yet. But I kept them just in case one day, this wouldn't be such a shit feeling. It could be nice again, one where you and me could make memories again. I promised myself these memories would disappear along with the pain and the heartache that grew inside of me. But when I saw you last night, I remembered how it felt to be loved by you and how nice it felt to be with you. I felt special, I felt important. I felt like the luckiest person in the world again. Do you remember that time I got scammed like a boomer and shipped mum's laptop to Queensland for no money? <laughs> but then you sent me the hottest selfie and the cutest message and it honestly made everything okay. <laughs> I was invincible with you. Last night I dreamt of you and I can't stop smiling because for the first time since I thought about you and met you all that time ago, my heart doesn't hurt anymore. I don't feel the weight of the pain on my shoulders anymore. I thought about how one day we might end up together. I didn't want to think about it at first because I'd be losing if I did. But I think the truth is that part of me will always hope we do love each other again. I'm okay with this now because I could never hate nor could I ever forget you. How could I forget? The cheekiest smile, the insane music taste. How could I forget your beautiful heart and incredible mind that taught me how to love myself and accept myself more than I ever could? Have alone. <laughs> For that, you make me feel happy inside, lighter with every step I take as you float behind me as a gentle reminder of where I was, 
who I loved and how far I've come. Baldwin wrote that he used his characters in his novels as vehicles for his own lost loves and heartbreaks. It was a release for him to share with his audience the pain and the growth he'd experienced. It made the pain lighter on his heart. Baldwin's stories of love and heartache were moments of respite for my own broken hearts. Baldwin shared his story and in understanding his own pain, he understood mine. I can only hope that tonight, even if briefly but transcendentally, I was able to do the same for some of you.